0: I know you don't have time to talk to your plants, so I'm going to do it for you. Dirt. Dirt and gentle slimes. Mike Schmoo. Mike Schmoo. Mike? Yes. Introduce us. I know you don't have time to be a plant, so I'm going to be a plant for you. Talk to me.
1: In history, there are movements, yes? Implying space and time in history of social projects. That's right. And if there's space and time and movement, then there's a rate of change, yes?
0: Delta V, baby.
1: And then there's a rate of the change of the rate of change. Yes.
0: That's right. And would that not be acceleration? Lots of water and away we go. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, that's you have immediately cottoned to the fact that this has to be a scientific conversation and not one ruled by hotheads and uh, Hot. and those who would those who would flare up. The mere mention of accelerationism with their fear that what it means is armed men making them walk around in the streets at gunpoint and all of a sudden, hmm. which is, as far as I can tell, it seems to be the liberal uh, and general centrist mindset about accelerationism. The ahistorical mindset. The, yeah, the or a-theoretical right. mindset. The that denies the fact that this hi- historical movement has a history that goes back on uh, like uh, about 20 years, maybe tops, but has a, a proto history that goes Ooh. back all the way to the man himself. DJ Karl Marx. Marx. <laughs> 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 yep. He is there. He's right there. Can you there. tell me a little bit? about the term
1: proto-history.
0: I made that up. Chill. Um, but I made it up in reference to hashtag accelerate the accelerationist reader, which is a book that I have been reading, thus making me the accelerationist reader reader. And should I become an accelerationist by finishing the time that I finish this book? I you will be, be the accelerationist acceleration. accelerationist reader reader. Yeah, I would become a major accelerationist thinker by reading one book. And by major yeah. we mean accelerating the rate at which you're accelerating. Okay, not to be a uh, Twitter gossip, but the person who declared that they were a major accelerationist thinker without having read any books. One moment. Uh, okay. Yeah, in memoriam, because they have quit being a political uh, correspondent for their, their imaginary publication on Medium, and their account is now devoted exclusively to tabletop RPGs, and they have bitterly Recuse themselves from the left, the center, the right, or any realm of politics or thought. Because why? Because they were wrong. And now they literally are larping instead. Chill. <laughs> Ever thus <a> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the deadbeat Slapowski. Yeah, uh, the 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 grift goes on. The grift merely switches cultures against a grift again. Subcultures. Politics is a subculture. I think that's fair to say at this point. Um, so, the the Accelerate book makes a proto-history because it says, hey, there's this idea of acceleration that is that uh, really takes off in the late 2000s, early 2010s. But accelerationism as a thing but that has a direct root or history in the uh writings of the cybernetic culture research unit of the 90s these were fucking rave heads that all like turned into boomers because they were boomers to start off with and then uh they might have been gen xers that became boomers but whatever it is they're bad now but they wrote some interesting shit in the 90s that became accelerationism now in 2014 i think the, they first did this accelerationist reader, they made a proto-history by going back to figures like Deleuze and Guattari, Leotard, I don't know how to say that so I'm just saying Leotard, um, Theodore Veblen, who's like an engineering, like, Taylorism type dude, I think, and uh, a bunch of other uh, some, like, fiction shit, like Samuel Butler from uh, uh, from Utopia, I think. Is that- I know nothing's going to be edited out of this podcast, so I hope I got it right the first time. It's called The Book of the Machines, which I believe is a, an extract from Utopia by Samuel Butler. But feel free to add me if I'm wrong. And, and it goes back to the fragment of, on machines by Karl Marx himself as sort of being the originator of this entire school of thought. Now, this is an attempt by the leftists to capture history, for the record. Left accelerationists. Uh, left accelerationists are a thing, and they are the, I think, the ones who put together this book. And you'll remember from season uh, number X that I don't remember which one it was, but a uh, a, a friend of ours called Benedict Singleton talking about mm-hmm. maximum jailbreak. Yes, it's in here. That's the kind of accelerationism that, that I'm talk- talking about speeding up the unhinged positive feedback loop of capitalism in such a way that we get all of the technological benefits and manage to like uh, break free of the like terrible feudal history where we just give all the
1: you will never break free of history fate has decided your path progress is time's arrow as inevitable as the crashing of a
0: wave. They cut my line. Am I back? Can you hear me? Yep, you're back. They, they keep cutting my line. Mm-hmm. The, fu- the fucking de-escalators don't want me to accelerate, and they keep cutting Facts. my they keep cutting my internet connection because I'm stealing from the neighbor. Facts. They want, me, they want me to chill out, and I refuse to fucking chill out. Chilling out is what got us here. Complacency is what accelerated us to the point that we're at right now. So we need to accelerate farther before we can ever possibly be complacent. How's your day going? My day is
1: suboptimal. It's fine. I have... Uh... uh an ongoing attempt to not
0: have feelings going on. Is that because your feelings would be too bad and you can't cope with them?
1: The world is an ongoing waterfall of nightmare fuel. And uh there's nothing to do except push-ups.
0: Yep. I've actually been thinking about this lately. There's uh and i I've been writing on it. I might uh produce some some writing, some content on this in, in my uh, written form that I transform into sometimes, but the the whole the whole nightmare fuel thing might be actually more of a technical statement than a metaphor. Like, if it's possible to give people nightmares by spreading memes, then there are definitely some people that want to do that and they're doing it. Everybody appears to be living in a fucking hologram all the time, walking around, freaking out about a thing that basically only exists in their phone. Let's talk about the acceleration of the virtual. Yeah, that is what is accelerating. Like, to be fair, I've only read the first third of this book I'll report back when I've read more.
1: Didn't well, you it, read the... I, I forget everything I read about the fragment of, on machines, except that you can use machines to make more machines, and that makes making more machines go faster. And is, You have this feedback loop that
0: accelerates, right? That,
1: that's... That's the,
0: this is the, that's the essence of it. The, the Cybernetic Culture Research Unit people, specifically Nick Land, who I think was the one to use the word acceleration in such a way that it became what we call it now,
1: uh, Nick Land, by the way, for everyone who doesn't that, know, is wearing a shitty sweater somewhere in England and is a putz.
0: Yeah, he's wrapped and, in smug.
1: Yeah, he has made a life of disrepute. He's he's
0: he's just he's an uh, academic edgelord, and that's cool and all good for you. It was a thing you could do as a Gen Xer. That's why Jordan Peterson exists, Nick Land, all these people. They like got tenure, and then got smug, and then they then they decided to just continue being edgelords. But in our generation you get people like uh, Justin Murphy who um, calls himself a social scientist, but left the academy because he wasn't going to be able to get tenure if he kept calling trans people by the wrong pronoun. Um, And so now he has his own podcast, just like us, but probably more successful. But he has fake face tattoos in his Twitter photograph, so we basically are already winning. Um, these, are, these are the fucking chuds that you have to deal with when you start talking about accelerationism. I'm sorry, yeah, it's a weird place. there's there are some good ideas. There's some good people. Benedict Singleton come on the podcast. but people think that accelerationism is like we're
1: up in the sky like a bird. And you have your two wings, you have your political left and your political right. And if you lose a wing, you start accelerating towards the earth. And that's accelerationism. It's so bad. And quite frankly, I consider this to be like, you know, that centrist liberal. And when I say liberal, for everybody who's listening at home, when I say liberal, I mean pretty much both American political parties. That's the
0: scope of what I'm talking about when I say liberal. Literally classical liberals and anyone who defines themselves as a classical liberal is mm-hmm. to be shit upon. Yeah,
1: like Democrat, Republican, and like, I don't know, Queen Victoria. That's what I'm talking about when I say liberal. But the, well, these people don't matter. I mean, they matter, but let's talk about like the reason we talk about accelerationism Like, is separate than the reason... The reason we're irritated when they take, you know, when the Boogaloo people mean you can't wear a Hawaiian shirt anymore, they've taken space from us, and that sucks. So instead of giving them that space, like, let's talk about the acceleration of of things, like yeah. uh, how these processes work. Uh, let's talk. I think I'm under the impression that there's more than one uh, thing that accelerates itself, like like machines that can make machines, right? Make an acceleration of technological progress. I, I th- th- Correct me if I'm wrong, but like when I, when I was asking about virtualization, there's the machine thing, but also like, don't images allow you to create more images faster?
0: Um, uh, how do you mean? Images allow you to create images?
1: Yeah, like oh, accelerationism you- makes most sense in my mind of like it gets easier and easier to make an image or a song. And the harder um, The more of a genre it becomes. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It is hard to invent a new type of music. It's easy to just pump out a pop song. Yeah. And, like, okay. that's interesting.
0: Culture as accelerating, um, like, layers of abstraction that are then pieced together, composability. That's a thing that code does. That's a thing that machines do. That's a thing that arts do. It's a thing that language does. It's a great example. Um, I want to take you on a fucking, to my mind palace. All right, you ready?
1: Let's go down the block, through the fence, through the woods, not home in time for dinner. We're at the mind
0: palace. Mind palace. (laughs) So we're gonna, we're we're gonna, we're going big. We're thinking wide, thinking about time scales dialectics forces of history um and when we look at when we look at some forces cybernetically we see that there are two types of uh, of forces that continue there are there are the positive feedback loops and negative feedback loops this is this is not a value judgment this is a technical judgment mm-hmm. a negative feedback loop every time it gets out of hand it
1: Folks, here in the Mind Palace, there's two kinds of people, and in the Mind Palace, that's all that matters. They, Go home, sit down. You. I'm
0: back. And relax. You're come. not back. You stay out of this. Stay the, out of this. The, the de-escalators are trying to get me to not tell you about tell you about acceleration. They're trying to de-escalate me. They're trying to make me. Trying to make me not tell you because they are in a negative feedback loop. The, the a, negative, a negative feedback loop is when you de-escalate every time you escalate. So your thermostat, it gets, it gets hotter in the room, your thermostat makes it colder. till til it gets too cold, then it makes it warmer, right? All year it, long.
1: why you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, That's you de-escalate so your me. own feet.
1: <laughs> but you're... If, if you, you have a stable loop... It has a negative
0: and positive feedbacks that cancel each other out, right? Well, no, if you have a stable loop, you are—it it is called a negative feedback loop. The feedback is such that any time that you get some feed, it comes back the other way. If you have an unstable loop, that's a positive feedback loop. That's like a snowball, right? Or like if you're skateboarding out down a hill, the faster you go, the faster you go, the less you can jump off. The less you can jump off, the faster you're going to go.
1: When I have a podcast... And you have a podcast. and Jim has a podcast, and Fred has a podcast, and Patreon has a straw that reaches all the way across the room. <laughs> it drinks our so pot. That's a negative feedback loop for us, and that's a positive feedback loop for patreon because patreon gets bigger and bigger and bigger right and the straw gets longer and the longer it straw gets the more mm-hmm. everyone has to use patreon to give each other money to appreciate each other's art and the less you can make art because <laughs> you have no money because it all went to patreon even though everyone else signs onto your patreon mm-hmm. eventually that siphon that straw going up to patreon sucks all the money out of the situation it's a negative feedback loop Mm-hmm. but it's a positive feedback loop when I expand and that allows me to expand
0: faster. Yep. Everybody, everybody takes $1, hands it to the right, takes $1, puts it in the catamari. The catamari mm-hmm. the gets bigger. It just keeps getting bigger. Eventually it rolls over your head. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I saying that right? i Sure, Sure. Katamari. I don't know. We don't, I we don't have a video game one time. We don't have our weave correspondent or our games correspondent. Mm-hmm. Um, so this the positive feedback loop like you're saying that's a corporation that's a capitalism it's the it's this runaway effect where you get a little money that allows you to get a little bit more money and make more money with it and the 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 essential taboo thing about accelerationism that i'm going to say right now is that it, it is good to break free and snowball out of control, mm. because it takes you places, and things being static isn't necessarily good. And accelerationism is not a is not actually even that prescriptive. Mostly, it's a descriptive philosophy that gets then co opted by anyone who wants to pers- prescribe uh, a destruction. But by definition, like when you're If you're thinking in an accelerationist frame you are not thinking as a rational uh like enlightenment classical liberal where you think individual humans are smart and powerful and good and beautiful and definitely worthwhile and each one is unique and makes its own decisions based on completely good reasons that it comes up with through its own enlightened brain you are like if you're if when you start looking at it as like, the machines are making more machines, they're making us make them. We are basically just like squishy meat f- fuel cells that get inserted into the middle of the machine and then operate the machine with our, with our like uh, semi-artificial intelligence. Like they say like, do what you're told, go over there, always put on your helmet. The lever only works if it goes forward, don't put it in backward, it breaks the machine and you just go. You're that's you can't be you can't be in a liberal state of mind, an individualist humanist state of mind, if you're an accelerationist. So you can't really prescribe rational, like righteous decisions for individuals to make. You're just describing a scenario which is, Oh my god, Capital is a runaway alien, artificial intelligence anime girl from does space. That,
1: does that glacier look like it's moving?
0: uh yeah yeah yeah, exactly it's like did you did you hear somebody say avalanche
1: well like the glacier thing right like you're talking about historical forces like what the glacier yeah historical geological level forces that take a long time to be noticeable unless you actually look at structure like you should be able to look at one slice right in one moment like when you look at an image of someone walking you know they're walking uh, i feel like a lot of people <laughs> just uh, refuse to see these images of glaciers melting you know like of uh of ecologies moving of uh the rise of the machines <laughs> like uh <laughs> like we live in a giant like if you look at a slime mold in a petri dish it oozes out it finds resources right it does this thing that it's the same thing with an ant colony they have this search function and then they have an optimization function and the search function of capital spread colonization across the world and now it's optimizing. So it's retracting itself into cities. You can see the population of the United States retract itself into cities. And you can see the money retract itself into cities, into these mm-hmm. tiny little financial sectors surrounded by all this investment, which is surrounded by all these people dying of cancer, which is surrounded by all these unemployed people, which is surrounded by suburbs that work in the financial sector.
0: Which is uh, ultimately surrounded by a bunch of people who are dying of opiate abuse.
1: And then it's like, yeah, the long country.
0: spaces, long spaces, yeah. swaths of, of yeah. like, a tra- Um, tra- what do they what do they call it? Trailer park reserves. Right. The like fucking holding the cans of- at the back of the cupboard.
1: Yeah. So you have this the system, right? Approaching climax, kind of like mm-hmm. it spread out. It found the resources, and now it's optimizing. And what it does with the resources at this point is still very much up to you know like up to analysis or whatever
0: (laughs) it's unclear anyway
1: but apparently what it wants to do with the resources is destroy them (laughs) Um, (laughs) to make uh, like right to make robots or something to make like the use of it is not clear and that's what is interesting to me about accelerationism is like A glacier, water has no enemy. Water does what water does. You know, everyone else adjusts themselves around that. But now you have this social organism that assumes you treat it the same way. The economy wants you to treat it like water. And it's not water. Water is life. The economy is just the naming of things. But
0: (laughs) the... It's the evaluating of things. The the constant... No, that's ecology. No, the... I mean, like... I, I, I work in the economy, in the economic sector, I spend all my time taking objects, pricing them based on their value, based on markets, based on the you know unhinged desires of uh, the modern consumer, and I pr- evaluate them, and then I put a price tag on them, and then I ignore them mm-hmm. until somebody buys them. Yeah. Uh basically there are there are like specifics but all but that that evaluating system has me trapped. There's no way that I can't fucking spend my time like breaking down basically just like plant matter for the, my entire life just like selling books is the same as cutting trees just you're just like chopping up plant matter into little rectangles, evaluating it, moving it into different locations for the for the machine. And I'm I'm not even sure that I like that's a bad thing. Like I love I love not having to like constantly dig a new trench to take a shit in and like walk past the giant heap of trenches of shit that my me and my friends have like dug to poop in like I used to have to do in you know, other times in my life. Now to- toilets water systems are all fucked up. It's weird. I don't know. But I don't well, like, feel like I don't feel like I'm personally responsible for shitting in the river every time that I use a toilet, because I don't see like I have a lot of other options. There's nowhere to go. There's no fucking live free anymore. There never was. There, was, Unless you went to kill people to take their their spot.
1: Well, then you're already talking, if you're already talking about the cybernetic, like what you were saying before, you're plugged uh-huh. into the robot. Uh huh. And the robot is doing a thing. And the description of the robot doing the thing, uh, is supposed to the reason we describe shit is so that we can expand the possible range of options in the situation. Like, well, that's why I describe things. I assume similar motives in people.
0: You know, like you. Just, You're talking about the economy as naming of things. Oh God! So and this is this conversation. That. Yeah, like no, no, this is. This is still the same conversation. I know Something I know. is accelerating. It's sneaking up on us.
1: For, for Like the, back to the Zerzan shit. This is a conversation that I think we have a lot that like, uh, you name it. And then everyone agrees that that's the name in the same way that you price it. And eventually everyone agrees that that's the price. And like, uh, there's this power dynamic that happens. And, um, uh, the naming of things and the pricing of things allows for other prices and other names to come into being and yeah. uh
0: this is platforms this yeah. is this compositionality that you were talking about that, Yeah, and this is i think um it depends the ideas of like if you the ideas of like late 90s memetics people start and early 2000s start to be relevant here because they were working before there was a physical definition of memes and then everybody got butthurt that memes turned into something else. But really there was this idea that like we're, um, that the memes are in control and that they're making versions of themselves in physical space that can make more. Like the idea that a riprap or some other printer that can print more printers, that's a replicator in the same way that DNA is a replicator or words are replicators they attempt to, they appear to behave like they're trying to survive and replicate they and tend to do that the form. Their genetic algorithm as we would say in computer science well they're like the collection is some are, nature selects for, yeah. like
1: the environment selects for things that continue themselves because they continue themselves by definition like exactly. a replicator replicates itself but if a replicator requires some hilarious set of circumstances to replicate itself, it won't be successful at replicating itself. But already in there when I say successful, we are applying
0: selfness to the replicator. There isn't a self We're just we're relocating agency if you if you consider success to be something I mean if you want to use the word success but like transmission or like uh, sur- su- sub sub survival, I mean, rates rates or
1: or successful reproduction or yeah, the, uh, this is why accelerationism though, and not liberalism. This is why like looking at people making individual choices is completely different than looking at millions of people acting out social norms, uh, because social norms that replicate themselves continue regardless of whether or not they're good. So that, that's the fucking saddest truth right there. Yeah. And when people talk about memes, that's what they're talking about. Like racism replicates itself, regardless of whether or not it benefits anyone. It just produces a situation that produces more racism. And uh, uh, uh It's a... Like, and it even allows you to separate races and then turn one into fucking slaves and then uphold the other one, but not kill them, because that would end racism. Like, that would fucking... Because you can end racism by killing all the races. That's a that's a thing. That's one end point that presumably everyone wants to avoid, uh, except the select few. Uh, but, uh, Did you say
0: killing all the races
1: or killing all the racists? All the races... Killing all the racists might end racism, but that hey, would. Hey, can I take you on a sidebar? The the, the entire, um, that would involve killing the entire society.
0: Yeah. Sidebar, yeah. I I trained an in artificial intelligence to judge books by their cover, and try to decide what, um, what, the genre of a book is just by looking at the cover of the book, and I fed it, uh, the cover of the very popular book. How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X. Kendi. And it it said, this is a mystery or thriller. And I just like the idea of just like, if the How to Be an Anti-Racist book is actually just like a murder mystery from the perspective of the killer um, and the perspective of the racist who's chasing him. And he's just like constantly just killing racists in in increasingly like intense ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're not into it. Okay. No, I'm super into
1: that, uh, especially the uh, the uh, the usage of you know you know there's like you can use computers to identify identify faces, but I would like to use computers to map isms.
0: So you want yeah. to identify whether people are racist based on their face? No, I
1: want to identify. <laughs> I want to remove it from the human element, like or rather remove it from the individual element completely and view it purely Hmm. as a social medium. You know, like when you see a dog walking and it's got a limp, you're not like, aha, I will identify all of the injured cells in that dog's leg. You're like, no, that dog's got a limp. Uh, And like our society is racist, right? So everyone's like, I'm not racist because they're stupid fucking liberals that don't know how to deal with problems. Like it's a systemic problem. It has systemic solutions that involve hurting individual human beings.
0: Uh, yeah you gotta you gotta like dismantle physically dismantle the, the systems of pain and destruction yeah there's like there are like constructs around you that and not just ideological constructs although those do in a sense reproduce the systems uh like racist statues do are mimetic generators they're factories that make little racist ideas go in your head and just stay around so in a sense they are, worth uh tearing down but you should also be tearing down the fucking real racism factories like the prison and the court yeah and the the fucking zoning laws the
1: racism factory is supported by the racism industrial complex congress it's supported by the Mm -hmm. racism economy Mm -hmm. it's supported by like the entire racist nation right like and yeah
0: what it's being opposed by is not don't forget the racist electoral system. Yeah, with the
1: uh, the acceleration, what the accelerationists, uh, I think, are failing to communicate. Like, if there's a racism factory and you have an anti racism garage store, garage sale or something, you're not keeping up. You're not like accelerating as fast as the forces that oppose you. And so the, yes. the feedback loop is negative. And so the racism increases and the anti
0: racism gets stomped out. Yeah, that's that's the that's the end, end game, and actually, I believe this is maybe how you how Nick Land famously ended up losing his mind um, in a pathetic way, becoming a complicated boomer. I don't, I haven't uh, read Nick Land's early or late stuff yet. I'm still doing my background research, but um, except for some the you know the stuff you see around the 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 meme stuff, but he's apparently. Now a proponent of a concept called hyper racism, and I think this is probably how you end up is the the logic that you just followed. But I think it's the ultimate fucking cuck shit to just like be like, you know what, racism, capitalism, suffering machine, the global climate colla- uh, collapse are all accelerating. So I side with that. That's extreme cuck shit. The only people who would side with Roko's Basilis were always cowards to begin with and shouldn't even be in the fucking ring definitely are not going to be the um they're like, sold snitches yeah there's what's it what's the guy called in the in the book um in the by Shen uh, lu the guy that's got to protect the whole earth by not letting anybody know what's in his fucking mind and what U- his U- actual plan yeah,
1: is or whatever yeah there's uh, a, like the a
0: wall-facers. the wall facers they gotta look at the wall they're not allowed to tell anybody the real plan
1: mm-hmm.
0: that uh that's what's happening in this podcast. Everything we say is secretly a coded message. And if you can understand what we're saying by turning the sound inside out into a spectrogram and viewing it visually, sometimes you will see secret messages. These are cue drops. Q drops are a form of holographic information message that you can unfold using your Pleiadian consciousness, which is deeply buried in your seventh strand of DNA.
1: The thing about being a wall facer is that godlike forces beyond your understanding want to stomp out everything that you love, and you don't even know what you love yet. So you have some thinking to do. And that's what it's like to be an anti-capitalist. People like to think there's a plan. There's no plan. If there was a plan, I wouldn't say there's a plan.
0: Unless. Huh. Unless. Indeed. Unless. Unless indeed.
1: But yeah, the, uh, if I get smarter by two units and you get smarter by three units every second, sooner or later you'll be infinitely smarter than I am, so I better fucking stop you soon, huh?
0: Well, this is why, um, anti-industrialism and post-civilization have been a disaster for the human race, because... They didn't go fast enough or hard enough. And the people who want to degrow the economy are not accelerating degrowth fast enough. Yeah. It, basically, the only people who are really fucking shit up are the Bitcoin people who are like geniuses. They're definitely they know how to turn more money into less money and just virtually delete money somehow. It's amazing. You can literally They're just literally, literally taking
1: currency and turning it into heat.
0: They're, and not only are they turning into heat, they're putting a lot of it onto USB drives that they're going to forget the passwords to and throw in the landfill. Mm-hmm. There's like $43 million worth of Bitcoin just lying around. Nobody's touched since the for like day one because everybody forgot how to get into it. Um, and that's and that's defacing the currency. That's what I'm talking about. Accelerate degrowth. And actually, the the stock market and the housing people, in a certain sense, are also accelerating degrowth, because as you accelerate capitalism, you accelerate the contradictions of it, and and ultimately, there's going to be a a reality check for capitalism, and I think that that reality check is actually getting cashed this year. It is now literally easier to be, to believe in the end of the world than it is. To believe in the end, I mean it is no longer easier to believe in the end of the world than it is to believe in the end of capitalism. Everybody started looking the end of the world in the face and we're like, "Oh shit, what are we going to do?" So now only the capitalists are really on board with the whole end of the world thing and they, and it's about to become clear that there are sides. And it's going to be really fucking weird. When before the covid shit
1: kicked in, we were talking about epidemics and viruses somewhat and uh um, sure we were yeah we. Were. as we always do because we were right that made it really really suck to watch covid come in and like just be like oh this is how that happens it's a good case study and oh my god i have to go yeah and oh look were, a, a replicator
0: uh, a replicator has entered this large pool of um of sugar, uh, what do you uh so the material with which to replicate the acceleration
1: Fuel. of the contradictions of capitalism is mm-hmm. uh a term that i pick up from somewhere um and um the contradictions of capital are like you know my interests conflict with my boss's interests a lot of times like the workers interests conflict with their boss's interests and to accelerate that contradiction means to make it obvious that the workers are on this team and the bosses are on that team and the reason you do that is strategic because you outnumber them and you can seize the factories and take the shit over and we are no longer in the situation wherein that was described we don't have access to the factories as easily and the people in the factories can't the factories uh, are
0: just beep boops now you just just gotta join
1: your beep boops yeah you have to have a completely global movement to halt any of it, really, because the network is
0: optimized. Yeah, If you well. are not a guy doing spreadsheets, you can't even move your shoes to the shoe zone. You can't get them yeah. from the shoe factory to the shoe store because you need a spreadsheet guy, despite the fact that he's a parasite. So when you have a, a global uh, pandemic,
1: when you have a global pandemic, you have these shortages, right? But they only last a couple of days. And then all of a sudden, you just, for like two weeks, we had no beef in the store over here. And then all of a sudden,
0: you have like $3 steaks.
1: And next week it's gonna go back up or something. We don't know what the fuck.
0: That's uh, a that's a cybernetic effect that's known in sales, in like business management and shit. Because it's called the whiplash effect. Because if you get your stock wrong and then you try to correct for that, then the next week also everybody already bought meat last week, so you've overcorrected for and you can't predict, and then your your shit starts getting out of out of whack, and it becomes a uh, a, a whiplash. Your your graph of how wrong you were goes big. This, uh, this is happening to real
1: estate, presumably, at some point this year. Yeah. And, um, someone tried to tell me that no one was going to have trouble paying. Two people have tried to tell me that no one's going to have trouble paying the rent. I don't know what you're talking about. No one's going to have trouble paying the rent. Why, what, was their, what was the housing their market solid? Everything's fine. What and, was uh, their I'm,
0: reasoning? Uh, that was the reasoning. So they were so what they were doing was being mind slaves um and they were just, that's not reasoning that's just religious faith
1: no this is the same thing as was happening at the beginning of covid where I was like hey you know to my friends and family hey this is going <laughs> you, to be a problem he, hey you guys, guys I, I very see I see this car accelerating towards us we should accelerate out of its way and people are like no let's hit the
0: brakes and spin out right in the middle of it
1: no just no. Just I don't know. I don't hear what you're saying I don't know what you're talking about no right uh, And um, so that's because they've been listening to the Q drops um, well they haven't been listening to the Q drops apparently because excuse me
0: they've been listening they, They've not our drops they've been listening to um, the MSNBC drops that's a different whole half of the alphabet
1: well I think they're too fucking scared to get out of the way to do anything about it to organize about it uh, millions of people are going to get evicted this summer
0: millions of people are, are going to get it's evicted started small. it's already happening
1: and then the COVID spike right now that we're currently engaging. Uh, the Spanish flu, that was two, three years. And the second year was much worse than the first year. And that can be... That fits the model with COVID. And so they're going to kick everyone out of their fucking house. Everyone's going to be living in their fucking car. And then the COVID shit's going to come through. And then everyone's going to get kicked out of their fucking car. And then it's going to be wintertime. And uh, yeah. I'm just laying it down that genocidal levels of death are rapidly incoming and everyone's just refusing to look at this because they literally can't
0: i think that everybody's no i think that's an accurate assessment everybody's refusing to look at it they're they're also refusing to look at their own um like life situations post covid because there's not like there's not like a large chance that this just blows over and we go back to the other thing right like this is this is the liminal state this is the fucking like weird trippy come up and then there's just gonna be the 2020s is just gonna be a full-blown fucking psychedelic nightmare all the time of just new storms hitting new buildings that you are squatting in and moving from place to place trying to gather enough like uh, like old people and children to have a society instead of just a, a fucking army that that goes from city to city. That's the uh, the cap-
1: the acceleration of the capitalist contradictions in the minds of the people who suffer from capitalist contradictions is a good thing. The reason I brought up all that shit is because accelerating the response to this is good and accelerating the creation of homes that can move out of the way of forest fires and hurricanes and bombing. Like, it's good. We need to do it. Preferably yesterday. (laughs) Uh, But the in the minds of the people that are currently denying this, nothing will change. Until they're dead. Nothing will change. They will be in a fucking trailer that is being towed away and dumped into the ocean thinking that their mortgage will come through somehow that they'll figure it out that someday they'll be wealthy and they'll be thrown off the fucking cliff into the fucking ocean to the rocks below into the arms of the exploding octopus and fucking no <laughs> they will go they will die refusing to look it in the face and and it will be totally normal you can look at it through that lens You can look at it through the liberal lens. You can look at it through the lens of the individual choice. That maybe I shouldn't have drank last night. Maybe this cop wouldn't be beating the living shit out of me if I hadn't talked back. You know? Maybe if I worked a little bit harder. Maybe if I fucking recycled my toilet paper. I'm not just not a millionaire yet. When I am... You just got de-escalated again. You see my point? It's not up to you. It's systemic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mike, they cut me off. Oh no. The de escalators are at it again. I tried to say that I'm not a millionaire yet, and they cut me off. But listen, I will be a millionaire, and I'll be a billionaire, and I'll be a trillionaire. I don't give a fuck. I'll be the third trillionaire. They're not going to cut me off again. No, I will not be deactivated. I'm accelerating. I'm ju- you're all going to join me physically in my body through cyborg extensions. And we are all going to become the, th- the third trillionaire on the planet after Jeff Bezos and uh, Lil Nas X.
1: Cyborg extensions.
0: Yeah. So the general intellect This is a phrase that comes from the fragment on machines It's developed later by a bunch of other people and by a very fine podcast called General Intellect Unit who are going to come on our podcast when they hear that we talked about them on our podcast, I hope. Um, It is one of my favorite phrases. The General Intellect is the machine that contains all of the knowledge of all the humans who know how to build machines that built all the machines that know how to build machines. Mm-hmm. You you can't take the engineers away from the slide rules. They're useless without slide rules or computers or whatever. And you can't take the buildings and the factories and the robots and the like large production assembly line type shit and the arduinos. You can't take that away from the engineers.
1: It has you some. It's an important aspect to it as well that there's territoriality to it. We're like part of the general intellect in some parts of the world is that everybody knows how to use a fork and part of the intellect somewhere else is that everybody knows how to use chopsticks Mm -hmm. but the tendency is for that to dissolve so that everyone knows how to use both of these things and the rate at which well the rate at which people learn things increases over time it's accelerating which is
0: probably good that's the language acceleration that's the cultural acceleration but that also comes along with the, what capitalism is and does which is this deterritorializing process that turns everything into exchangeable like magic value points and that's what Marx talks about in the fragment on machines and he essentially he doesn't quite say it but he's, he's like you know if the machines start making stuff and buying stuff at the same time they might not need us anymore and we're essentially at that point now um mm-hmm. Like The production with, of plastic forks is more important than the people who use the plastic forks. You are literally required to stay in your house and do exercise and consume media and go to work, but stay in your house because the, the, the economy runs on consumption, at least in America, not on production. It doesn't matter if fucking people go back to work. It matters if people go back out and start spending or stay in their house and continue spending because if there isn't the constant production of new desires for you to feel like you need have new holes in your body that you need to stuff full of new tubes of hydrogenated corn paste then he, they the machine will literally run out of stuff to to reasons to excuses to exist and will just have to start making death machines and killing us all so that it has a thing to produce
1: yeah the the overall cycle that we're talking about the cycle of growth in capitalist societies and the role of the shit in history is you have an empire that conquers a bunch of shit and ends a period of chaos and starts building intricate infrastructure and financializing the uh, financializing to solidify and stratify its class system and right, then create
0: a bunch of betting processes within which to hedge yeah. all of their uh, economic
1: and, and then the producers wonder why they're not making investments Why? How come I don't make fucking 4% interest on just being a person? And so then you have hyper-financialization where you finance on the finances where you take loans out to get loans and you get loans to take loans where you can speculate and eventually somebody loses the fucking bet and the whole pyramid scheme comes falling down and you're just sitting there with a fucking war machine and nothing to do. And then you have a war. A big one.
0: Can I interest you in purchasing some loans with your home equity.
1: You know what's Mike? a really good loan? Proper fucking investment right
0: now is fucking US war bonds. <laughs> can you just buy you can just buy wars? I'm pretty war sure bond? you
1: can buy like treasury bonds and shit, right? I don't know anything about that shit. Like honestly, I know this stuff entirely through the lens of crazy homeless people. Like I've okay. always looked at it from inside the bus.
0: A proper but, uh, thing to buy right now is surveillance company uh, Palantir if you want to make money buying Palantir or Amazon owners of ring Facebook stock Google stock anything funded by the OTF signal uh, now that it's uh port went out for signal signal might be uh, no longer worthwhile the pretty much Oh if you want to make money now and you can figure out a way to invest in voice of America Voice of America's is about to make a fucking comeback. That's my guess. It's sad, but it's true. If and, Oh, also, if you want to really hedge your bets for the long term, just go long on China because they're about to rule the world. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Robotics,
1: surveillance, China. That's the future. Production.
0: Um, yeah, artificial intelligence, robotics. You could invest uh, in the Technology, of- biotechnology. Uh, That's no, you the can't in invest race. in a factory because that shit's not going anywhere. You can't, you can buy racism bonds cheap right now because a lot of people are trying to get rid of theirs really fast.
1: Yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the prison stock, you like the private prisons, uh, J and stuff like that. Their stocks way down. And if you invested in it, you probably make a shitload of money.
0: Unfortunately, you're probably right. Um, everybody, if you're taking financial advice from this podcast, I'd like to take a moment and remind you that you can invest in the value of your listeners as uh, away. Don't give us any money. Take all of your money. Give it to real things that do stuff for people. Buy food. Take it down to the homeless park which you know it's starting down by the freeway or in the camp. Buy food. Make fucking big, huge pots of lentils, split pea soup, corn salad, whatever and you can sandwiches. get. Everybody Rise wants bologna, and bologna sandwiches.
1: And peanut butter sandwiches. They want bologna
0: peanut butter sandwiches that are better than. They want bologna sandwiches and they want (laughs) peanut butter jelly. They want bologna and jelly sandwiches and peanut butter and mustard on toast. Make them wearing
1: gloves. Put them in plastic or paper bags so that you don't fucking get your weird greasy COVID hands on all over it. (laughs) And everybody needs water. It's hot as fuck out there. Motherfuckers are gonna die of thirst. They're gonna straight up die of thirst. Half the people that you
0: think are crazy on the street, it's they're thirsty. Yes, that's a good point. It's time to start putting large pallets of water out on street corners suspiciously anti for super soldiers it's time to do your business go out bring people sandwiches and water throw people big bags of bagels not too fast don't throw at it while you're driving.
1: Yeah don't do that Stop. don't throw
0: that ain't funny. Just there's gonna and unless
1: it's like go a snake or something. If you got like a rack of ribs or some shit and they're not vegan <laughs> like.
0: all right I hate to do this but we're gonna call we're not gonna call them Hoovervilles anymore. We're gonna call them Trump Tower oh yeah <laughs> um, no actually I'm. I, what I'm actually afraid is that the combination protest and homeless camp is going to be the city of the future because the people are going to get evicted, they've already been protesting they've already been trying to set up occupations permanent protest zones the cities have been testing out how long they can let a permanent protest zone last and before pe- enough people get shot that they have to intervene with their shooting people and they're that we're there's going to be a whole lot of occupations that turn out to be long-term slums that develop into, like, plague pits and essentially, like, um, open-air prisons that are just pinned in by guards on all sides, which will just then expand to become red zones. And there will be green zones where... Young tech workers with man guns pretend that it's still 2012, and there will be the increasingly large red swaths of the planet that are just hot, and fucking dry, and filled with sickness and death. And support fires and floods and hurricanes and bombing, and filled with angry people who, and especially in America, have a lot of guns but not a lot of training on how to get along with each other. So the best thing you, that we can do right now is start going, talking to people getting along with other people and talking to them about this shit as if it is real because the physicality of the situation, like we are not likely to stop climate collapse and we are not likely to stop the exterminism of the rich and if we were to do either, we would have to do it by starting to talk to other people anyway and we gotta talk to other people about this shit and not about Russia Gate, and not about Ukraine and not about the fucking Bernie and not, not about know. the election not about the you, Jack man. No, not about Cheeto Man, no, it's all, all that shit is over. All of those people are about to watch their brains drain out of their asses as they fucking get too old to talk and continue to be pumped full of drugs carried out on stages. We are all gonna do something else. We're gonna live in the Badlands to try and save each other.
1: You know what accelerates faster than fucking financialization and war? Is technology. And free and open source technology combines the, you know, all the good shit. That accelerates and is helpful.
0: It creates Uh, the general intellect, but it doesn't capitalize on it, ideally, for any private private proprietarian.
1: Producing the skills and infrastructure to produce the things you need, starting from nothing, is what we need immediately. And the surface of Earth, let's say the worst happens. Let's say we fucking kill the ecology completely nuclear war whatever the fuck Let's you might as well be living on the moon so let's get ready let's fucking do it we can do it or we can't we'll die whatever if you're not doing this then you're just fucking off anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note I'd like to invite everybody to listen to uh, all of our friends podcasts and spend a lot of time and money on Patreon make sure to check out our Twitter feeds and lose all of your time becoming mad and doom-scrolling. Uh, let your energy be sucked up by the demons of modern capitalism. Accelerate your own contradictions until you find yourself shitting your own brain out of your ass while watching both presidents be sworn in at once and watching the <laughs> Trump and Biden make out on stage in front of everybody at the VMAs oh, God, with, with not happiness and just nutting everywhere. And that will be enough bread and circuses to keep you buying... Consuming in your homes until 2022. 2022.
1: Yeah. It's going to be 2030. Hard. 2030 is what you should be thinking about.
0: Yeah. We yeah. got to start planning for that yeah. when it's all too late. Love you guys. Love you, Mike. Thanks for talking with me. You. I got to go. It's uh, It's me. been a pleasure. And everybody enjoy this sweet music we're going to make later and send yeah. to you on this podcast let's build some shit man let's fucking build some shit let's all build some shit okay